Carter, David Marr, and Nate LeBlanc. Three underground rap nerds walked into a bar. An argument ensued about who the goats are. The seed was a thought that would turn into a part. Now fans worldwide say... Not a bad job, the ad hoc cab squad Who chronicles the vanguard of hip-hop at large Rap taste slacked off, don't need to be mad, dog. Look no further, it's the dad bod Rap pod Podcasting live from San Jose, California It is the dad bod rap pod My name is Damone Carter, a.k.a. Dem One I am joined by my faithful brethren Nate J. LeBlanc, what's happening, man? What's up, everybody? Follow me on Twitter, Nate J. LeBlanc. I need to get enough followers to convince the person with my real name to give it up. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Please help Nate uh, get this back from the other Nate J. LeBlanc. What if the other Nate Le- J. LeBlanc is just like a fire podcaster? Oh, like, man. What is- <laughs> that would make me feel really bad. <laughs> what if he's just got the illest podcast? And we're like, Damn. It's just like Mark Marin, just like camped out on my name. <laughs> Uh, no, well, he has Nate LeBlanc, like no J. Okay. And so okay. and they do every once in a while, they send out these emails and they're like, hey, check if you know some we're, we're scraping old accounts, like see if you can get your account. And it's always no. He logs in like every every third month just to keep the account alive. It kills just me. to smite you. Nate never right. tweets, never does yeah. anything. I don't know what he's doing. It doesn't really matter. But uh, clearly I'm it, it does bother me because I'm talking about it. Plot twist. It's actually Dave. this whole whole friendship has been a long con (laughs) revenge best served cold uh you know also we have on the podcast as we do every week mr david ma how's it going man hey guys um good to be here i feel like us three haven't actually been in the same zoom room for a minute yeah it's it's been a it's been an interesting time um in part because your boy got covid Right, got, right. Got a bit of the Rona. Got a bit of the Rona. Um, tell, us, know, but, uh, t- tell us how you've always been tasteless. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't smell your bullshit anymore, Dave. Um, <laughs> no, I, uh, I got it. I think it's the, 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 uh, the, the Omicron, the Omarian. Right. Got that Omarian. <laughs> um, and uh, I will say this. I don't know how anyone deals with this shit without the, you know, the vaccinations and the boosters or whatever. Um, The sickest I've been in some time, I could, I could breathe the whole time. I haven't lost um, smell or taste. uh, Thank the Lord. But um, yeah, no, it's that shit had me down. It has, and it has uh, not surprising, but it has incredible staying power. Jesus. So this is like day eight for me, and I'm still like, mm, I'm not right. Like it's not, it's were it's you, not cool. Were you boosted as well? Yeah, yep. Jeez. I'm I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated, um, boosted the whole bit. But uh, the the contagious nature of this new joint is just almost fucking amazing. And how it and how it's uh, hopping around and spreading. I know, mm-hmm. you know, at work, everybody's got the shit like it is it is really all over the place. And so um, I'm grateful for Santa Clara County Public Health and being able to uh, to have all the the protection against it. But, um, yeah, I, I was in not such a great way, but, um, you know, also knowing that I wouldn't die. So, you know what I mean? A lot, lot of documentaries, a lot of soup. 
and just kind of catching up on rap records that uh, the the 2021 rap records that I didn't listen to. One of which being a very interesting record um, by a rapper. You may have heard of him. Goes by Nas, real name Nazir. Uh, released another album, kind of a surprise, called Magic. And the fans are saying, the hip-hop is saying that uh, he recaptured the magic. Nate, as a person who railed against KD1 with a, with a zeal, um, talk to us about your feelings about the, the Magic record, his, his third uh, Hit-Boy collaborative project. Yeah, um, I've listened to it a couple of times, one for homework, one for just because he put out a new record and that's what we do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess two for homework, but um, one today. Anyway, it's a good record. It's way better than KD1. It's not as good as the three songs in the middle of KD2 that I really like. Mm. It's, it's a good record. It's consistent. He sounds energized. Um, the beats are not big and glossy and offensive. It's it's good. I just can't shake the feeling that we're uh, damning it with faint praise. Like, this guy's <laughs> one of the best rappers who ever lived, and we're kind of like, oh, I liked an eight-song record. Wow. You know what I mean? I just can't shake the mm-hmm. feeling that, like, he hasn't... He's better than he was, but is this, like, the GOAT? Have, have we lowered the bar for... for the bars. <laughs> i kind of well, feel like because well he does say some corny shit on it but then like the, the there's more that's good and i'm a little hatery about these things i i completely like um, i think i've liked these the least of you of us but i get that it's a good record like i enjoyed listening to it today there's good parts but interesting you know what I mean? interesting mm. i i do i'm gonna i'm gonna reserve comment we're gonna go to our nas apologist uh mr <laughs> David Ma, uh, how'd you feel about it? Um, I really liked it, you guys. I think I liked it a little bit more than Nate's. Um, I think it's uh, musically, it's darker, but also just thematically. Um, his lyrics are a little bit darker. You know, it, it's less uh, festive. Um, kind of reminds me of 444 a little bit. Um, you I know, sort of, sort, of grown, sort of grown man, um, later, later stage in life rap. But, you know, he doesn't talk about his kids in the same way Jay-Z does, but he's really reflective on it. And um, I really like it, man. I mean, um, that song, Meet Joe Black, I think the production's dope. Um, I love the song Ugly as well. And I think when we look back, I think this is going to be an era for Nas that that sort of kicked off with uh, Life is Good. Um, where he kind of got a little bit reinvigorated. Um, and I know that I, I get a lot of uh, heat for this, but um, I also really like the Nazir album. Which I, is I also, knew it. <laughs> it, which, is, which is him being, you know, sitting in his mansion and being reflective and yeah. um, with like darker overtones as well. And um, yeah, man, I like it. I, I, I think it's certainly better than uh, King's Disease 1. And I think it's b- the best moments on this album, I think outshine the best moments on King- King's Disease 2 for me. I'm super into it. Okay, okay. So, um, you know, per usual, I'm, I'm kind of somewhere, I don't know if it's in the middle. I think where I'm at with this particular record is I like to hear an energized Pepe Nas. The, the cadences are a little quicker. I thought some of the beat choices were better, um, definitely than King's Disease 1. Um, and what I liked is that Hit Boy seems to be 
throwing Nas the type of stuff that we, the fan, would want him to rap on. Um, that's my main takeaway from this record is like, they're kind of getting closer to like what we would actually want to hear him rap on. The latter day kind of elder statesman rap, I think Jay-Z kind of cornered the market on it in a lot of ways. And part of it was because you can tell that Jay-Z stays in tune with what's going on in the genre. And my main knock on Nas for a long time has been like, he sounds like a guy that don't listen to a lot of rap. And he's trying to come back and give you like his version of what a really popular rap song should be. And I think Nas um, maybe is starting to realize that like he is still in a position to do a really good record, not a really big record. And I think, um, and I think on King's Disease 1 and 2, there were these kind of like, uh, he's trying to make a big record still. And I don't know if he has I that feel like enough. that's probably the single biggest problem with the first one that I wasn't 100. able to articulate at the time. He's like, he he swung for the fences. And it's like, the, you don't even know where the fence is. <laughs> Anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> one thing I just want to interject into the conversation is like, he doesn't maybe listen to a ton of contemporary rap, but he does read Twitter. Some of it is kind <laughs> of like, he's talking about people posting about him. Like, Mm-hmm, I, don't, mm-hmm. I don't, you know, I don't want to see Nas with an orchestra at Carnegie Hall, and I don't want to hear about <laughs> people's top five lists with him in, in or not in them. Like, it's a little petty. Mm. It's a little beneath him. Yeah, you think so? To me, I don't know. I, just, I could be alone on this mountain, but I'm just like, okay, like, I have bad mentions as well. Like, it's, <laughs> is that a good song? Is there Has there ever been a good um, song? I mean... Rappers will always talk about their position in, in, in the top three or top five. I mean, I don't think that's right. ever going to go away. I think Black Black Thoughts, like last album, he's going to talk about being in the top three. That's that's a good point. That's a good point. That's uh, but, but yeah, like I'm, but I'm like him him addressing um, people not not respecting his place within the art form um, at this point a little bit tired i know jay-z had a phase of that right around his first retirement where he was really on this campaign to be like you don't respect where i am in this shit and then after that he just started making records again and i think um i'd like to just hear Nas like continue to make records maybe with a different producer can we get into can we get into is the hit boy Nas marriage how much more of this david ma do we want um i I think the, I don't want any more to, to be frank, but I, but I think the magic album is um, my favorite of the three. I, I like that. It That's goes fair. dark. I like that. It's shorter and more concise. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I, I think, I think visually like, like Nate said, he does say a couple corny things, but I think overall he says a bunch of shit that I was really into that I thought was very uh, well put together and very focused. Yeah. Uh, how much of the, good tidings about this record had to do with it being a surprise drop? I think a lot. I think um, given the time to build expectations really, um, I think hurt it hurts an artist one. like him, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because people project onto theoretical Nas projects, everything yeah. they want is they want to hear, right? It's just the weight right. of expectation is too right. great. So I thought this was the perfect, um, kind of ploy it came late in the year um when you we had got a chance to kind of this is our own weird nerdy pundit thing but we had already got a chance to listen to and kind of process a whole bunch of other shit and this 
felt like a cherry on top um, type of record. And so I thought it was very well positioned, um, but we did learn something, I think, and I don't know if we care about this and I'm fine to, if, if we don't, but there was the headline about like Nas and Hit Boy entered at 274 on Billboard, which I'm like, is that even a thing anymore? <laughs> totally. But, That's weird. but what it did say to me is like, oh, that is not still battling in that arena. Is that, is that still, I mean, in his mind, I mean, to me, I could give a fuck, but I wonder if that is part of their, if they're, to Nate's point, swinging for the fences in that way anymore. Well, well I they, don't think you do a surprise drop and hope to sell a lot. Like you have to let people mm-hmm. catch up with it, right? So your first week numbers are always going to be worse, I would think, unless you're Beyonce, which like there's one Beyonce. <laughs> but go, go ahead, Dave. Sorry. Yeah. No, I was, I was, I was just going to say. I mean, didn't didn't they win a Grammy for the first one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, I I guess he did swing for the fences, right? I mean, to him, to him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they they achieved it. So so dropping in dropping like a little eight track album at the end of the year, I think that's a little darker um yeah. really my steez and i'm so into that yeah it's for the fans so this one feels like it's for the fans and the first one especially feels like it was for him right. and then the second one is like i feel like that that uh, i never know the names of the songs so this is a really poorly constructed sentence but like there's this this part in the middle that's sandwiched around the lauren hill track where i'm like well this is this is what i want yeah. and it's a little yeah. bit more boom bappy a little bit more golden agey it's not it's not that clean shiny hit boy thing where i was like mm-hmm. ah they nailed it and this this is more in that vein but i just think that's the high point of the partnership but to get back to your question damon i i think they're gonna roll with this for quite a while okay like i they're i think i think there it. will be multiple further albums like i don't what, see why they would stop you know whatever happened to the rumors about the uh, premiere produced nas album i think that might sort of sort of give you the boom bappiness nate yeah totally i mean i we all wish we could hear that right but uh, like i think we only want to hear it from when it was proposed right do we want to hear that now <laughs> i don't know yeah that that's a fair question but you know i think about <clears throat> rappers especially the the elder statesman rappers and again, if Nas's ear was to the street, I think there's even a more amazing record to be made. I'm just, you know, as I listen to record, as I listen to Nakami, I go, Nas wouldn't sound great over this. Like that, that wouldn't work. Um, it wouldn't work for a the- lot of people on Twitter going like, "Oh, Nas should make an underground record. He should get Rome Streets. He should get West Side Gun to yell on a thing." Like, and, and somebody, you know, a, a bigger person in hip hop Twitter was like. The world doesn't work like that. You don't get famous and then go do underground. Like underground is a, a ladder, right? And so it's it's a very interesting thought experiment that I just don't think is going to happen. Yeah, Jay does that though. You know what I mean? Like if you look at a uh, written testimony, which we'll call that a Jay Electronica record, but it's every bit as much of a Jay-Z record. Um, he obviously is listening to what's going on right now. Um, he got the one person who kind of straddles both of those worlds, right? Which is Jay Electronica. Um, but he can be conversant in a in a style that's current. And I still, even on Magic, I hear a guy that's older that's trying to be like catching up. So, so here's um, my thing about that. And he makes sure to shout this out as a good brand manager as Nas is he runs Mass Appeal right or he's closely yeah. affiliated with Mass Appeal and if you look at their roster yeah. it's Dave East not Westside yeah. Gun 
like his his version of what is going on now is slightly different than what we think is exciting is is that fair to say no totally 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 and 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 it makes a lot of sense when uh you you listen to a, a a dave east record right like it's it aspires to be something that I think a lot of New York rappers are really dialed in on is being hot. It's this idea of being hot. And I think what the genius of Griselda was to say, we're going to do something that is decidedly not hot by current standards and make our own way with it. I do hear Nas and I think Davies is a good corollary as well as being like, they want something they can go and take back to the block. Um, and that's a very interesting segue into our next interview uh, which is with a rapper who I think is up against a similar challenge. And we talked to him about this. Uh, the rapper in question is Memphis's Luca. He has um, had a couple of, of really uh, dope records that have shot him into the consciousness of a lot of folks, including you, Nate. You were the person who, who put, put us on to Luca. How'd you hear about him? And... Talk a little bit about what these records are as we uh, get ready to transition to this interview. Yeah, um, I think uh, we mentioned it in the in in the interview. Uh, my buddy Dan from Free Music Empire DM me out of the blue as he does occasionally, and he's like, "I think you would like this." And it was Luca's album Chicken Wire, mm. and from 2018. And I was like, "I do like this." And then he came out with two really strong records, and then. Um, yeah, it, we didn't get a chance to talk to him until late last year. We've been sitting on this um, interview for a couple of weeks. And like, I, I went into it liking his music. And you and I, Damone, famously were famously within the three of us were texting all day when we were uh, prepping for the interview um, about what his music was. And then I think yes. that really informs the interview. It's like, we're like, we're kind of like, what, what is, <laughs> what is a Luca? You know what I mean? Yeah, like what, yeah. what genre is this? What subgenre is this? Who is this person? And it's L-U-K-A-H. Um, I've been yep. talking about him a lot and people keep looking up like L-U-C-A or whatever and not yeah. like finding anything. Obviously you clicked on this podcast, so you're seeing the spelling there. But anyway, uh, I'm fascinated by him. And uh, this was one of those interviews where I'm going to remember it for a long time because I came in a fan, but I left like a mega fan. Like I'm like telling everyone to listen to Luca now. And so um, I'll be curious what people think. We'll, we'll obviously roll it in a second, but um, I think Dave and I both gravitate towards his art, arty side, the cities of Eve stuff in particular, like that's totally, there's something special about it. Don't you agree, Dave? Yeah, I think, you know, he, he's able to straddle a few different personas almost, you know, and um, it's really wonderful to see. Um, I'm not super deep on him, but pretty much just, just have heard the albums that you mentioned. Um, but before we move forward, just want to shout out Max Bell for um, helping set everything up and just sort, sort of bringing him to my attention. Yeah, and uh, Max covered him in his Blue Chips right. Um, right. Uh, column for Spin, which, like, if you're not reading that, like, you should. It's just that he's... Yeah. They used he used to do like kind of like regional reports and uh, cover a bunch of people and now they're more focused kind of like profiles on specific artists. He did AJ Suede and he did Luca in that style and like both those guys are really worth listening to. So yeah, it's just um, yeah I think he's a really really good rapper and he has enough street in him mm-hmm. that I think he can be more popular than the stuff we tend to get this excited about. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, 100. yeah. I think uh, the in the interview especially, he's definitely has a lot of self awareness. 
about um, the unique position that he sits in in the game. And so we will stop talking about it and we'll start playing it. This is our interview with Luca, Dad Bod, Rap Pod. Dad Bod Rap Pod, every week we talk to people who are moving and shaping hip-hop culture. This week is no different. Joining us in Zoom, South Memphis rapper Luca. What's happening, man? Man, living life, man. Maintaining and staying out the way. Taking care of family and music, man. That's it. Oh, man. That's that's a good mission statement for life, man. We appreciate you coming on the program. Uh, Talk to us about how you became a rapper it's a weird uh profession to choose i know a lot of people want to do it but you're really doing it who were your influences coming up and what made you want to pick this career path i mean um i think most rappers start off as like dancers and singers in some sort um you know, you, you go back and and people will say, yeah, man, I, I used to sing Mike or dance like Mike. I was I was I was like that, too. But um, but how I picked up the pen and really started jotting down hip hop was because of my two uncles. Um, I used to do it just to do it because that's what I heard all the time. But I never took it serious until I was like maybe like. 10 when I really sat down and, and, and jotted an actual rap song with my auntie, but the influence came from my uncles. Uh, one of them is out of um, Chicago. His name is um, HB Soul. He's an MC. And um, my uncle Fathom Nine, who passed, um, he's an MC from Memphis. So um, it started kind of like home. Where I'm like, man, like these cats are harder than the cats that I'm hearing on radio. Mm. And, and you know what I'm saying? At the, at the time. So I was like, hey, if they can do it, I can do it, too. So it started with them. <clears throat> and uh, I'm, not, I'm, sorry, ahead, I'm sorry. No, I was well, going to say, I, who are the who are the other influences that kind of that kind of sparked you? And I'm kind of thinking specifically about I'm really curious about Memphis rap and like who who you were tuned into at that time. So, of course, three, six mafia. We can't dodge three, six mafia. But um, my my personal favorites um, besides them would be play a fly. I'm a I'm a huge player fly friend, um, fan. He's um from my side of the, of the city, so he's down the street. Basically, he was rapping about what was going on in South Memphis. So it was him, um, a baller, MJG. <clears throat> Project Pet is on the Three Six Mafia label, but him as a solo artist um, is actually like one of my. He's actually one of my favorite uh, Memphis rappers. But to be honest with you, man. Um, my influences, those were my, I, I can't call those people in, people who influenced me to rap because it was almost like, it was bloodline, it was, it was embedded mm. in me hearing them, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So it was kind of like the, the stuff that they were rapping about, I mean, I knew people that were actually doing it. So it was kind of like, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was natural instinct. It was me. 
what they were mm. saying was me. My influences, like with the pen game and actually wanting to do this rap rap came from people like Nas. Mm. Nas, Scarface, people outside my city who gave me their story and put me in their city with their music. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And it inspired me to want to do it the way they would do it, similar to how they were doing it with being lyrical or telling a story in the darkest way, but maintaining um, the essence of, of hip hop. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying that they weren't doing that at home, but I was home with it. So, I mean, I, I knew what that That's was. That's the home cooking. That's yeah, the home cooking, yeah. right? Like you go to exactly. a restaurant for a reason, right? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So it, that 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 shit was like understood almost. It was like it's just there. It's going to be there forever because there's I'm I'm here in Memphis with it. So yeah, but yeah people like Nas Face, Raekwon, DMX, Busta, um um Outkast, of course, um CeeLo, cats like that. It was the cats outside the city that actually push me yeah it's really interesting to hear you say that i was listening to uh why look up earlier today and definitely the scarface comparison crossed my mind which is a huge compliment by the way uh he's i'm a fan of yours and i like both your records this year a lot and we'll get into that but um really i think the face comparison comes in because of the storytelling prowess and the kind of uh the descriptive detail in your writing and um but it's also street but you're a lyrical rapper and so we obviously as you could tell now that we are speaking i'm a nerd and so like when i listen to rap i'm thinking about um things slightly differently but we we try to categorize right and damon and i were talking Mm -hmm. off mic before you hopped in about like we don't know where to put you kind of right so i think i think the scarface thing is illustrative because he's definitely a street rapper and a great storyteller but what he really is is one of the world's great lyricists and like someone exactly. who paints pictures with words so it's a cool lineage to find yourself in and um what i think is interesting about your music is i didn't get the memphis thing necessarily like when i first listened to chicken wire i wasn't like oh yeah of course i see a lineage here with like yeah. a, a project pat you know what i mean what i'm hearing yeah. is kind of like a, a deeply lyrical underground rap that that works really well um so i'm just kind of interested like and maybe this is where i can start to beginning answering asking a question and not making a speech is um do you consider yourself an underground rapper no i don't um it's funny we're talking about this because I was just talking about this with my homie Cities of V. I, I, how I like to describe myself um, is um, I kick the, the street shit with a native tongue. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm literally dead in the middle of a um, of a coogee rap and Q-tip. I'm, I'm dead in the middle of it because I can... I came from the the backpack, you know what I mean. That's that's yeah. what I heard. That's what my uncles were. They were mm. those type of cats. You know what I'm saying? Like my uncle used to get compared to people like Pharaoh Munch. Um, he's from Memphis. He used to get compared to people like Buster, Pharaoh Munch, and all those cats. And then you got my uncle from Chicago, who's more like a Nas. You know what I'm saying? Lupe. You know what I'm saying? That type of thing. But I'm from Memphis. I grew up around Project Pat. You know right. what I'm saying? 
So I'm literally, I kick the street shit with a native tongue. That's how um, I best describe myself. Um, I don't consider myself mainstream or underground. I'm right in the center, just like I'm in the center of the, um, I guess, the, the influential part of my. Yeah. Um, um, just just to follow up on that, something else we were talking about off mic is like um, your work in particular with Cities Aviv then brings you into kind of a, like that that dude Mike and Earl and um, Navy yeah. Blue and like mm-hmm. that that's kind of more my world. Like I'm I don't want to like categorize you and I'm happy to no, have no, a no, chance no, to talk could. to you about this, but I think it's interesting when you two connect and I'd love to hear more about your connection and how, if you guys have work planned or any, anything about that, but that, that brings you into more of like an art rap realm, which then, Mm -hmm. and I'm loving what you're saying, but it makes you even harder to categorize because it's all contained within one artist. Right. So, so take cities of Eve and all those cats you just named Earl and all those cats, they would be considered in the most deaf type of lane. Sure. Which is of now, is the, yeah, yeah, of now. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, which is the same thing as Q-tips lane, like I just mentioned early. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, it's still like the art rap. You know what I'm saying? And it's it it works perfectly because again, I can do that side with cities. You know what I'm saying? Because that's literally part of me. Like I wouldn't dare say, yeah, I'm just straight street or I'm just straight underground because. At one point, Q-Tip, I guess, um, well, Try Call Quest and those cats would have been considered a mainstream, sure. you know what I'm saying, part of New York, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, you know what I mean? But I wouldn't dare just call that mainstream. It's just fucking mm. music, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just good fly-ass hip-hop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with um, Pimp C, UGK. I, I'm not going to call them underground, even though mm. that's what they call themselves. Yeah. But they had mainstream fucking success yeah <laughs> you know what i'm saying so yeah. i it's just fucking dope music you know what i'm saying but when i'm in that lane with cities i'm comfortable it's it's just mm-hmm. like i get to bring some street shit into that lane and i and when i'm doing some street shit i get to bring some of the native tongue type of shit in that lane you know what i'm saying and just keep it well balanced that's you know dope. what I'm saying? I, I'm a Libra, so I, 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 I you know what I mean? I work on balance a lot, man. But yeah, man, see, me and Seasons of B, yeah, we always working. Uh, we're planning on doing a joint album, which is going to be crazy because we're going to be merging each other's worlds. Nice. But um, yeah, man, the reason why we're so good at it is because it's 10 plus years in this, like... Yeah. Outside of music, there's a like a, a brothership, a friendship. There's love between me and him outside of music. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like it just just makes sense. You know what I'm saying? If you're that close with a person, you're gonna have that type of energy with whatever you are, whatever you do. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, it's just like the, that's just the brother, man. That's dope. So you you got two dope records out this year. Um, has anything changed for you? Have you noticed in, in the last, let's call it two years, because I, I think maybe I heard about you about 18 months ago or something like that. Um, have you noticed a, a bump in, in your, I don't know what you call it, your popularity? Yeah. Like, is, is, the, is, it a, is it a bigger deal now than it used to be? Oh, yeah, man, because um, it's, 
It's like they it's like they're seeing a ghost or something when they find out I'm from Memphis rapping <laughs> yes. the way I rap. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, hell yeah, man. I, I get a lot of love in New York, which was very important to me because it was just like that's the Mecca, that's the home. And I'm I pride myself on keeping the essence. Mm. You know what I mean? Um just of hip hop in general. It could be West Coast, you know what I mean, whatever, but um, once I, I didn't need them, but I felt like once I made a good impression out there, yep. I, I got it. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I, I, I'm good everywhere. Like, I can I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have the same, you know what I'm saying? Reaction everywhere else. Because I, um, used to hear when you, when you were young, I don't know if y'all were in New York around these times, but they were actually boo motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um the homies that invited me out there to do shows and all that shit, it was like, yo, they don't fuck with you, they gonna boo you. <laughs> I was like, oh shit. All right, cool. Yeah. We're from the Bay Area, so we would probably just go outside to smoke while you were on see? if we didn't like it. We were much more polite. <laughs> exactly. <crowd. laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Um yeah, man. So yeah. The popularity, um, people, the the um, the dopest shit that I I receive from this is when people say, "Hey, this record got me through something," mm. or um, you know, what I'm saying this record is when people dissect it when they when they um dissect it and they take the shit that I'm presenting to them and you know what I mean. They taking it the way I'm presenting it, and I'm mm. just like, hell yeah, it's flashing. I just like that people are getting it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, super respect to you both for not um, labeling me. You know what I'm saying? But trying to figure it out. Because, yeah. yep. you know what I mean? I think that's what keeps art dope when people are, when you make people continuously try to figure it out. You know what I mean? Do, do you yeah. run into that, though? It's like, and an, I'm not going to say an obstacle, but in terms of like your success, do you run into people in the industry not understanding what to do with you or where your music fits? Oh, uh, yeah, that was before the the uh, buzz, though. Okay. You know what I mean? When I would run across certain people, they would tell me, man, we like your music, but we don't know what to do with you. Yeah. I you know that. what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I get that. a lot of that. And yeah, so yeah, it's, it's a gift and a curse, but mm. I would love, I mean, I love this gift and the curse because I can like play a fly say I've been doing good with without it, you know, I'm gonna be doing good with it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So yeah. it's it's kind of that little attitude. But yeah, man, I've come across that. That's crazy you said that, man. Y'all are on point. <laughs> <laughs> we try, we try. Thank you. Yeah, thanks. Um, talk to me a little bit about your writing style. Like, are you a pad and pen guy? Are you a notes app guy? Are you always coming up with lines? Do you sit down to specifically write a song to a beat? Like, just how how do you make your music? So, um, I'm a I'm a notepad guy on the phone now. Um, it's just so convenient. <laughs> it's super convenient. But yeah. um, I'm kind of a I pick my beats first because um. I have a certain, I write my albums like movies. Like I literally want it to sound like a soundtrack. So I pick the beats 
that describe the feel I'm trying to give on the project. And um, the beats have to tell the story, you know what I'm saying, before I even hop on it. And I always, I'll, it's crazy, my, my boys be like, man, we seen thousands of beats, you only picked 200. And I'm just like, yeah, because, I mean, those beats that I pick are perfect for me. Mm. Meaning I like to be the lead instrumental on beats. I don't like competing with the beats. Mm. So I pick the beats that are simple, but strong enough to keep a person's attention. You know what I'm saying? And um, that's a hard thing to do with people's attention spans lately because, you know what I mean? Like they, they gone to the next. So, yeah. but um, yeah, man. So I, I pick the beats. They tell the story and I just come in. Um, it's a blank canvas. I, I'm the person that adds the paint. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I don't know if y'all can hear my son. Yeah. Back. It's the dad yeah. by rap pod. Do, <laughs> yeah. do what you got to do. Yeah, man. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, it's, that's my writing style, man. And okay. um, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I need to get like this. People keep telling me I need to just to write, just to write. But I, I don't like wasting words. So when I sit down and I'm actually writing, I'm writing a project. You know what I mean? I don't just write throwaways like that. But I, I need to start. That's what people say. I need to do. You just need to have stuff. I'm like, man, I'll write it when it's time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I'm I, I think there's something to be said for writing. trusting yourself to come up with it when you need it, too. Not having, yeah. like, a backup plan, right? Just, like, jumping yeah. off with no net. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that's me. I'm real I play a lot of chess, so everything is, like, planned out for me. Like, I'm super mm. strategic, and I'm super picky. Um, on that note, I'm curious about your decision to release these two records, um, When the Black Hand Touches You and Why Look Up, God is in the Mirror. Great titles, by the way. I'm a huge track title and album title connoisseur. It's one of the things that wanted to make me listen to your music, honestly. Uh, but why both in the one calendar year? Was it like, I'm going to make 2021 this impression or were they just when they were done or like did you think about rollouts like just like not to be all industry about it but like tell us what no, was no, your you thought did, process man. it's real simple when the black hand touches you before it was released had been done like 10 months prior interesting wow. okay so covid hit okay you know what i mean okay so i had to push it back we like damn we can't perform we don't know how we gonna get it out to people but um, like I was saying in another interview, it was perfect because during the time of us pushing it back continuously, I met the people who are now my team. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Which helped Black Hand get to where it was and which helped while I look up. So I met I met um, two of my met uh, two of my managers who, who split the management team. Um, met those guys. Uh, met a my videographer, his whole team that's now part of my team, producers and all that. So it kind of worked out for the best. So we was just like, yo, fuck it. We're going to drop it 2021 during COVID. We don't, we don't care. We're just going to drop it because I got tired of holding it. Yeah. So in that 10 months, I had already started working on Why Look Up. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. So um, around this time, after Black Hand, I'm thinking like, okay. I want to make a quad. Um, oh. Yeah, so Chicken Wire, Black Hand, 
why look up they're all collect uh they're all connected okay um you know what i'm saying um and i if you want me to i i can explain how i was like maybe 75% done with why look up so um i finished that i'm like man listen i want to pull a dmx <laughs> That's what I said. All right. I I wanna, yeah. 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 I said, I want to pull a DMX. This is my first time ever doing something like this. Okay. So um, I'm like, yo, it's COVID. People are at home. They listening to music. You know what I'm saying? So actually it worked in my, in my favor because I mean, yo, God rest everybody who passed from this bullshit. You know what I mean? That's not the happy shit about it. But Man, as far as music, as far as music, people are like, damn, we're bored. We're listening to the same shit. Let me find some new shit. That's all I kept saying all 2021. Yeah, that, that for uh, happened for podcasts yeah. as well. We weirdly yeah. had a really yeah. good year and a half. Yeah. It's like terrible yep. to say, but it, it's yeah. true. <laughs> yeah, in fact. So everybody home. Like, yep, everybody at the house. So I was just like, shit, man, let me um, let me just put this out so I can keep the momentum going. Yep. Um. And we just said, boom, we dropped it. <laughs> Here go that brick. Hey. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? You get two That's... bricks. You know what I'm saying? It is, it's dope when, when you know how they're connected. It's, it's, it's just, it's crazy. I was just like, um, this, is, this is an important chapter of the journey mm-hmm. for me. You know what I mean? And the team and my family. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. It's a it's an important chapter. That's why I was like, all right, cool. I want to make a quad, and then I'm gonna move on from this. Oh, and, please walk us through it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Connected, but what's a, the connection? A, a, the fourth corner is coming. Okay. Yeah. So all right. So Chicken Wire. Uh, I don't know if you you all have dived into my old music, but it was all over the place. But my origin is the hop. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm from Memphis, so I wanted to try the Memphis sound and everything like that. But anyway. Um, I ended up moving to L.A., and I failed out there, long story short. I failed. So, And I was out there doing shit that I didn't want to do. I was doing trap shit, pop. Yeah, and I'm like, God, it's not me. Mm. So um, fast forward, I moved back home. Um, my boy, Cities of E, he's overseas touring. And he was, he was like, bro, what's good? I'm like, man, came back. Failed out there, fam. I'm lost. I don't know what to do right now. You know what I'm saying? So a um, couple que- couple conversations. He was like, man, fuck what went on in L.A. Fuck that shit. When I get back, we're going to do a project. I'm like, cool. Start sending the tracks. This nigga started sending me tracks. I started making beats again. Chicken Wire is the base of me feeling and then me finding myself again. So Chicken Wire is kind of like the start of who really Luca is, what kind of music I want to give, how I want to do it. So that was me kind of finding myself again and establishing myself as Luca. So after Chicken Wire, boom, I made that hump. Here comes another hump, which my son is born. Mm. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Uh, pregnancy. And, and I'm struggling when I get back home. Because now I got to find another job and all this shit to maintain. And I got a son on the way. Mm. <clears throat> so, all right, cool. Now it's like, all right, I got to kind of mature a little bit because I'm trying to leave something for him. Now I done found myself in Chicken Wire how I want to present my raps 
and all of that shit. How I want to flow, the type of music I'm 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 leaning towards, and what I'm gonna do. So let me take that and add maturity to it, and leave a blueprint for my son. So Black Hand is me growing as a man and mm. as a rapper, trying leaving the blueprint for my son, giving him game. You know what I mean? I'm telling him about the streets and why to stay away from the streets and the the the, the celebration part of the streets and the, the the mourning part of the streets and all that shit. So. Um, plus history, like our ancestry history. Um, I give that to him. So boom, after that, why look up guys in the mirror in order for me to help anybody, include my son, I have to heal myself first. Mm. So that was, that was me. All right, cool. I'm preaching it. I'm talking to talk. Let me walk it. Let me look at myself in the mirror and expose all my demons and get them shits out of me. So I won't be a hypocrite to actually help my son. And I pass down certain traumas that I'm not intentionally doing to him. Mm. Let me work on myself. You know what I mean? So that's that. And then this newer one. Now, now it's all about elevating the consciousness. You know what I mean? And it's elevating the consciousness. And and um, my second seed is on the way. He'll be Oh, there it is. Okay. Okay. Now I have to kind of be a little bit more vulnerable. Usually, um, some guy, um, um, I forget, Dan, Dan, he's um, a podcaster too. Yeah. He described me. He was like, you know, you have those rappers who um, come from the ground and are for the people. And, you know what I mean? They're stuck with the people. He was like, whereas Luca, he's for the people, but he's looking down from the clouds, controlling the pieces and telling the stories. Mm. So, you get a little bit of my story on Black Hand and why look up. But it's going to be a two disc LP. Wow. One side. Yeah. Okay. One side. One side is going to be super vulnerability, I guess you can say. I'm, I'm going to dive a little deeper into my personal story. Okay. Now I have two sons. I think it's time for me to put some of that down. So, um, yeah. And that that's gonna conclude the quad. Wow, right on. And I I have wow. to say, shout out to Dan from Free Music Empire. He was the first person to recommend that yeah. I listen to your music. He's a big fan of yours and a good yeah, advocate yeah, yeah. for you. Yeah. Um shout so that, that's cool you there. remember uh the, the phrasing that he used. Uh that's awesome. Yep. Um do, do you have a date range like next year or are you working on it yeah. now? I'm I'm working on it now and most definitely next year. Okay. Um, okay. My mid late summer. Okay. Okay. Man. So yeah. Uh, that's amazing, man. It's it's great to hear kind of about your trajectory. And I and I was actually gonna ask a question about if you've ever been pressured to kind of get in the trap lane. I mean that the shit is so fascinating to me because I feel like even though I'm just meeting you, I know there's people in your life that are like, what you're doing is cool. But what you need to be doing, <laughs> what you need to be doing is blah, 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 blah. Um, so so I definitely appreciate just to put in. that in our world a little bit, Luca, we have interviewed Dell, the funky homo sapien multiple times, and he straight up stopped us talking once. And he was like, the people where I'm from don't fuck with Deltron 3030. You guys get that, right? I'm from Richmond, yeah. California. Like, right. they don't like that shit. <laughs> yeah. You just want you guys to know that. And I'm like, well, it's my favorite album of all time. So that's great. But, you know, anyway, it was just yeah. so you understand the I'll, conundrum. I most definitely 
and you know what? It's not from strangers. It's yeah, it's actually yeah, from, from family people. members. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because behold, so look, I'm all I'm all about making people a believer. Yeah. Or knower. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I started Chicken Wire, I said, man, listen, I knew it was gonna be a problem for for it to be coming out of my city. Okay. I wanted it to be that. You know what I'm saying? Because first and foremost, man, we're enriched off blues and soul anyway. Yes. For rap shit. You know what I'm saying? And to the New Yorkers or the Southerners who would be like, or let me not say New Yorkers, East Coasters, Southerners, man, who say, yo, you sound New York. I'm like, nah, man. Rizzy and them niggas took soul from Memphis, right? You know what I'm saying? Yes. And use those to flip that shit. No disrespect, Rizzy, one of my favorite producers of all time. So yeah. it's just, it's just like I hate when people try to box me in and try to be like, mm. man, you get on this Memphis sound. I'm like, bro, I'm on the Memphis sound. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What you, yeah. What are you saying? So, so, but I'm um those people. I've come around though, and it's it's kind of crazy. Um, when I dropped Why Look Up, I got a call and it meant a lot to me because I he a picky motherfucker. I you know he bro, you bro, you killing bro, you can kill everybody rapping, but the beats, man, you need to rap out these trap beats. And I'm like, nah, that's easy. It's it's just like easy, no disrespect to their lane. When I say it's easy, it's easy to cop out like that. You yep. know what I'm saying? Expect I'm not gonna go somewhere where my soul isn't anyway. That's not mm. where. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 most I go is the three six era era. I rap off those beats. Yeah. Those beats yeah. are fucking yeah. insane. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Agreed. And they and, they, and if people really listen, they got a lot of hop influence in those goddamn beats. From the samples to the snare, that snare yeah. ain't in three six snare. Is not as piercing as this newer snare. Yep. You know what I'm saying? That's and, yeah, um, super interesting. But yes, that's true. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, but um, yeah, man, they come around. I got the call from him. And he was like, bro, I'm going to be honest with you, bro. You drop, <laughs> you drop, you drop, you drop something on this one. And I'm like, I, I knew you'll come around. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. People from my, yeah. people from my neighborhood. Um, I tell my wife all the time, I'll be like, God damn, my hood homies are coming out works <laughs> they, they sharing my shit they said bro i'm gonna make it out to the next show and all that shit i'm just like damn you listening to this i know what you listen to yeah <laughs> you know yep. what i'm saying so yep. uh, the, the the dope thing about my city and the worst thing about my city is they'll eventually get on you once other people start paying attention to you no matter uh... what no matter what type of music you're doing Yep. They just they just gonna be, yo, he from Memphis. I'm happy. You know what I'm saying? So even though that I've gotten the little press that I've gotten that I've received, that's making their ass go to their music. And they like, oh shit, we ain't never had no cat like this. He trying to do something different. Everybody wants something different and new, regardless if they say it out loud or act upon it. Yeah. Everybody wants that. Yep. Yep. You know what I'm saying? It's a refreshing feeling. Who don't like to feel refreshed? Yep. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, even the lowest fiend, he get, they get that high to feel refreshed. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's, it's, 
it goes against nature not to want to be refreshed and hear something new or see something new or try something new. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. I know a lot of the hood homies that be like, nah, I never do that. They ass ended up doing it. <laughs> <laughs> when it's hot, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, I'm one of them, man. I want yeah. the hood dudes say I ain't going to do a lot of shit. I, I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to try it. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. who don't want to try stuff? So that's what's going on. My city is going to eventually catch on. Okay. And I think they're going to love it because it's something brand new. It's something fresh. I'm from the center of it. Mm-hmm. South Memphis, you know what I'm saying? And I'm it's it's not like I'm saying anything different from every other rapper. Yeah. Just yeah. Doing it my way. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling my story my way and telling the stories that I've seen my way. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, man. It's a, it's, it's a dope, it's a dope journey thus far. Man, we we were happy to <laughs> uh to catch you at this particular point. I always say this. Uh, keep doing your thing and you will not have to respond to our request for another interview. <laughs> You're going to be like, talk to my publicist, bro. Uh, hey, hey, listen, man. I'm one of the most grounded people. That's floating around online, too. People, like, when people DM me, they's like, yeah, man, uh, my friend said you were very genuine and kind. We usually hit people up and they don't. Because yeah. my thing is, I'm like, listen. Bro, you're supporting me. You're helping me yeah. provide for my family doing art that I like to do. I'm gonna respond to you if yeah. I if I see the shit. Yeah, that's just me, bro. Like that's dope. that's why when when Max when Max um uh, made mm-hmm. the introduction, I said to y'all in the email, I was like, man, let's chop it up if y'all want to. You know what I'm saying? That's me extending the relationship right there. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, much appreciated um just the just to not to put too fine of a point on it but i think uh your your success that you found so far i i really feel you're a good rapper but you're a really good writer like i think there's something special about the way you encapsulate your lived experience and the kind of higher value that you're looking to put on things and to hear you say that these records are written to your sons gives it an extra emotional resonance but just i don't know if you think of your music in terms of poetry like you have a real way with words man like you're a really good writer and so i think that's that's what's driving this and it's it's a special thing and i think you're going to be very successful and we appreciate you coming and chopping it up with us and you made you made two really good records this year man they're just like uh, uh, more people need to listen to it but i think you're you're on the right path Thank you so much, man. Hell yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank sure. you. Thank you a million times. Yeah, for yeah. sure, man. Cool. Really cool to meet you. Um, we'll be following your career. Can't wait to hear the the fourth corner added to the to the quad. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. And, and if I'll you do sure a full it, thing with City Zabib and you want to send it to us before street date, we we would like to hear that. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. All right. Just it's saying. Coming, it's coming. It's coming, man. Cool, I'll man. send out. I'll send the I'll send the um the last part of the quad to you all before it drops. Hey, we we will be super grateful. Um, yeah. and and we'd love to have you back on the program again, man. Uh, Luca, oh, yeah. be well, be safe, and and continued success, man. Thank you so much. Y'all be peaceful. Peace. Peace.
Dad Bod Rap Pod. That was our conversation with Luca, who in the interview has the best Memphis accent. I'm here for accents. I don't know if y'all know this. Like we talked to somebody from New York um, pretty much twice a month. Yeah, but any time of New York, it's a lot of New York. <laughs> anytime we could get in any other type of accent. Um, I don't know if you guys remember when we talked to uh, Saw Rock. She has just the slightest Washington D.C. accent, which is one of the weirdest fucking accents ever. Um, and so like in the this South interview, Africa of American accents, right? You're like, where are you from? Exactly. Like it's what? not England, but it's not not. <laughs> that DC and Baltimore have the wildest fucking accents. Hopefully, we'll get to talk to somebody from Baltimore. But um, yeah, Luca was a, a cool ass dude. I think anybody that smokes weed on this program um, just comes across great. Am I wrong, Nick? Uh, it's a pretty good. Um, I found it to be a good starting point for making friends. My pretty much my whole life. Um, it's like, <laughs> hey, we have something in common, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Re- really, really strong interview. Um, I, you know, I said this on some of our various year end stuff. I'll say it again. Like, I, I, I think this guy's going places. I think he's going to succeed. I think the music's that good. I think the pen is that sharp. Mm. I think the choices he's making are the right ones. Like that to me, perfect example of an underground rapper right now, like building something sustainable in terms of a fan base and understanding who they are. And I say mm-hmm. that probably every third episode, it's like, I hate it when someone doesn't know who they are or where they fit into this. Right. I think mm-hmm. it's, it's a lack of introspection that yeah. is betrayed by that. It's like, uh, yep. you gotta, gotta be smarter than that. You know what I mean? Yep. So yep. I don't know, maybe I'm making too much of it. Maybe it was just a really good interview and I happen to like the three records that I've heard that he made, <laughs> but uh, I felt like we clicked and I really enjoyed talking to him and I, I, I want to hear more. Like I've listened to more right now. That was absolutely. That was a great interview, you guys. I, I'm really bummed I missed it. Um, like, like we were saying, like I'm a, I'm a fan of his work and sort of, you know, uh, of his like multi-dimensional approach. Like I feel like he can, yeah, this isn't a direct corollary, but like he's kind of like a pink Sifu where like he can do mm-hmm, a street mm-hmm, album or, mm-hmm. or a, ph- a philosophical album. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. I think both have a lot of merit to them. So totally. Uh, I, yeah. I, w- I would kind of say for someone who's never heard any music, because I don't think we're going to clip any music into this, like a less weird pink Sifu. Totally. Totally. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he didn't he didn't mention having a screamo punk album in his future, but uh, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it was great to hear Luca talk about he's got the next couple years mapped out. And so whenever, um, which is also like Pink Sifu, who has 47 projects coming up. Right. Um, and so it was exciting to hear him kind of break down some of his philosophy um, and his, his kind of future intentions with the work. Uh, so we wish him nothing but the best. May he be so large that he does not feel like he can come back on this program. Is my, <laughs> is my wish for all the up and comers that, um, that come through here. Um, that is the type of content that you're used to getting here on the Dad Bod Rap Pod. We are on Twitter at Dad Bod Rap Pod, and every so often, not every week, but some weeks, I like to throw out a question of the week for those on the timeline. The question share, of some weeks. Question of a week. Not, you know, let's not be too specific. Um, so as we record right now, we are just fresh into the new year. I had COVID last week, so to me, this is actually day one of, uh, of 2022. But this question looks back to 2021, the glorious year that was. And the question that I threw out on our timeline was, uh, 
what is what is the project that you tried to get into last year but you just couldn't that thing that everybody swore you had to listen to you listened to it and it just didn't hit for you got some real interesting responses we're gonna read some of those off now but if you want to know the records that me nate and dave tried to get into but couldn't you got to go to our Patreon. That's right, y'all. Patreon.com slash DadPodRapPod. You will get uh, a DadPod RapPod OT segment where we answer this question. But for now, let's stick to the fans. Uh, we have Pyramids on Mars um, said, tweeted, I will get crucified over here, but Haram by Armin Hammer just didn't click for me. But perhaps it was the constant tweets about how classic and great the album was from Dad Bod Rap Pod that pushed my anticipation to the max and left me a bit indifferent. Same about everything Boldy James. Ooh. That's bold. <laughs> and that, that, that answer, is, and, and that it is, answer is forbidden. <laughs> yeah, the answer haram. is haram. No, um, I, I, I mean, ch- check the tape. But we straight up do not call things classic right when they're released. That's not us. No, no, no I, I can see the TL in general, underground rap fans. We, we, I'm, I'm, I personally do not do that. It takes years to decide what's classic and what's not. I might say great. I might say unmissable. I might say like a couple of different things. I do not anoint things classics right when they're released. No, no, I'm I'm 100 with you, and I also I kind of inserted the dad by rap pod, but it seemed like a shot at this, which I, <laughs> oh, that's which funny. I'm always okay. here for. Yeah, it like, seemed like okay. a, I'm gonna have to like re-scroll the timeline, like Control yeah. F, the word classic. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, no, no! I think we're very careful about that, but we did think it was a great record. And I do currently yeah. think it's a great record. I was yeah. here last year, absolutely. Um, but there's there's a big thing, and actually, Dave and I never don't argue, but we have had some heated discussions, mostly about <laughs> movies in our life, and many times. <laughs> it's because i've built something up too much and yeah. then dave doesn't like it that as much as i do and then i'm like what's wrong with you you know what i mean citizen kane weak <laughs> citizen lame oh man um yeah I, I i feel for folks because i do feel like um a lot is put into certain records and i don't know that haram is a record that anybody could pick up and and vibe with and understand its greatness off top. Right. If you don't get it, I kind of can't knock you. If you don't like anything Boldy James, I'm not sure what we're talking about. Well, uh, the knock on Boldy is that people think he's boring. And yeah. I think people are listening wrong. Wrong. Agreed. It's like it's like you have to like you have to get into the intricacies of the wordplay because it is monotone. No one's saying he's like it's not old dirty bastard right it's like right, it's, right, you're not right. you're, there's no draw in with that it's a hushed kind of right. like don't wake up the sleeping <laughs> the crackheads like you know it's, just like, it's all about the wordplay and we we're big on boldy we yeah. think he's yeah. a really great rapper um and i we, i think we've talked about this i can't remember if it was on patreon or publicly so if you're hearing this and this is your first time hearing it, you have to send us $5. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm more into super tech Mobo than Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson's oh, right. like a little bit of a letdown to me. And I don't, I can't articulate why, because they're all from the same batch of recordings and it's basically mm-hmm. the same music. So I mm-hmm. don't know why it didn't hit, but um, there's this song on super tech Mobo. I don't know the title of, but it's a story song and it's in the middle yeah. of the record. And if yeah. you can listen to that and you still don't like Boldy James, then you never you will. Still don't like Boldy James and that's fine. 
Um, I, yeah, it's fine. And also, sometimes you can have a voice issue with certain rappers, and you sure. just cannot. And you just cannot like them. Which brings me to my my next uh, tweet is from at gxdia. Um, Logic's new album was like listening to some diggable planet shit in 2021. I this tweet tired. I'm sorry. Let me read it again just so we have it properly <laughs> contextualized. And then Dave, I need you to chime in here. Logic's new album was like listening to some diggable planet shit in 2021, period, tired. Okay, I, admittedly, I have not listened to the Logic album because I don't like him, but um, I like Diggable Planet, so I'm not sure what that means. So yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, I, I, so, so it's, it's enriching in your life and uh, <laughs> very good? <laughs> it's not cool like that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i mean i'm gonna i think it's safe to say that none of us have heard the, the logic album okay okay if, yeah, yeah. If, i, I, if, I, I do not listen to his music i've heard that suicide prevention song or whatever and i guess i listened to that song he did with the woo um but oh, those are the only okay. two the, the the woo i listened to on purpose because i wanted to see what that would be like and it sounded like somebody brought their kid brother to the studio <laughs> um and the the uh I hate to call it a suicide song, the anti-suicide song that has helped a lot of people and is probably really important. And I don't want to like sound too harsh about it. I happened to be in a phase where I was listening to commercial radio then. Like my car setup was such that I didn't have the phone connected a lot. And I was listening to it and I'm like, this is fucking corny, dude. I was like, Macklemore is at it again. Oh, wait, that's somebody else. Okay, (laughs) got it, got it. Um, So yeah, I I was a little puzzled by that, but I appreciate uh, you sharing. Next tweet is from at Horiakuma. As a dilated people's fan, especially of evidence, I was really looking forward to unlearning volume one. Just never hooked me though. Nate, you were also kind of a slow adapter to unlearning. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, But now I'm like, wow, it's really great. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I listened to it a bunch after we did our year end rap thing and we ended up talking about it so much um super super high on that record give it another chance um you have to adapt to the pace it's exactly. very very exactly. deliberate slowly right. <laughs> paced i mean if anything he's gotten slower but over like, the years yeah but i but i think that like, like damone said it's deliberate and it's like more concise though you know what i mean mm. it's not it's not slower for slow's pace. It's, it's so like, much harder to do that and make what exactly land. it's like that exactly. what you wrote has to it's like cough it's like it has to be crystal clear mm-hmm. when you're saying there's nowhere exactly. to hide and i right. i think he did it masterfully i Same. again not for everyone. Like it's like if you love dilated peoples, the first thing I wouldn't recommend is this this like molasses paced sixty BPM. I guess yeah, exactly. rap okay. record with a puzzle. You know what I mean? Okay. Like totally, even though totally. it's the same guy, totally, it's not, totally. It's not yeah. the same music. It's like it's I would recommend the, the evidence for Ka fans or Makami fans more than I would for dilated people. Okay, that's fair because because the dilated sound at its peak was a bouncier more it's up. big yeah it's right, a big sound. right yeah. right yeah okay all right uh let's get one more in here this is at kanakani uh gumbo disco dope game stupid loved all the beats though the doof album with the cool cover also loved the beats and to be honest i have not felt the need to spin pray for haiti much at all mm. it's a lot to unpack there 
Um, what? Hmm. Uh, so, uh, a logic fan. <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not sure. I, I get the pray for Haiti. That's fine. What and like uh, the doof album? He's talking about seven five seven doofus. I believe. Like um, mm. he's he's a producer rapper. He's been on Call Out Culture. Um, I don't think I remember listening to a record from him from last year. But I, if he if it's the thing I'm thinking of, there, he has a record with a cover by this guy named Stabmaster Arson, who does these like really cool paintings. Oh yes, um, yes. I believe I believe that's that. He, he has a lot of Doom paintings. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen his work. I often put his work on our stories just because he has a really cool, yeah, painting, kind of like digital Super painting dope. style. I think. But what were the other ones? Uh, Gumbo Disco exclamation okay. point and yeah. dope game stupid okay gumbo is the pink sifu album it's all mm-hmm. over the place it is like yeah. a maximalist record we've talked about it on the show i liked it but it's also like got me listening to <laughs> trap music like which is like not something i do a ton of it's a, it's a super idiosyncratic record it's like the kitchen sink record of pink sifu's like all of his different right. styles it's funny how much we ended up talking about him today yeah. um a good person to talk about like a, a, a brilliant brilliant musician um and then uh disco is the mic record oh yes yes okay. uh, I, like yeah. I like that record yeah and, and, and see for me i liked his two or three previous records way more disco didn't connect with me it's not the mm. thing i'm going to talk about in our patreon segment but it is one of those where i was listening to it and i'm like okay he's mm. doing his thing um, do i need do i feel the need to go back no i didn't but it's on a ton of uh critics best best, best yeah polls and like yeah. it's a it's yep. a revered record um, and then is there one more Bruiser Wolf? Uh, yeah, Dope Game Stupid. Bruiser Wolf, you're just tripping. Come like, on. You're, you're wrong. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> really? Okay, okay. Here's, here's, I'm gonna, I don't believe in devil's advocacy, but I do, I do understand why um, Bruiser Wolf doesn't necessarily hit for some folks because we were so enamored with it. I, sh- I, e- I would text it or DM a bunch of folks like, hey, you know, I know you guys don't listen to all the shit that I like to listen to, but you have to listen to this. And I think if you're not, if number one, if you're very much a staunch, um, if you feel for- protective of E40, I found people be going, being like, nah, that's just 40 shit. And I'm like, mm. yeah, yeah, but no, but yeah. It's but more no. sugar-free. Yeah. yeah it, or sugar-free. I completely agree with that, Dave, but also like, E40s had like 400 different styles in his yeah, career exactly. and Bruiser Wolf is doing this one thing very specifically right. it's like you have to get into the construction the couplet nature of things like everything exactly. responds to the line before it and the way that they they rhyme and like the the reasoning between them is so brilliant but I do think and I don't know if this is where you're going and I'm sorry to cut you off for us it was like a breath of fresh air because exactly. we listened to so much in- in- intricate shit it's right. kind of like a break for your brain where it's funny and cool and sounds amazing right. over those weird, weirder than you would think rappy beats. Yes. But for a normal person, would they just be like, okay, you guys are listening to nursery rhymes. Like, get yeah, kind of. Totally. Totally. Well, it, it was like you said, Nate, I thought it was very refreshing. You know what I mean? Um, but I, yeah, I think for some people, like they just maybe can't get over the, the delivery and just kind of can't yeah, take right. it serious. Right. You know I mean? and, nor, nor should one. I think that's was my main right. once I got over that, once I was like I But you I don't shouldn't... like jokes? You don't like a, yeah, exactly. a sense of humor it's... either? You know once you take like, it oh, as I can't pure take humor. it serious. It's like Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Delirious. 
um, Curly Castro is going to file a cease and desist. I know, I know. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of I feel that for us, uh, Dope Game Stupid is a as a new take on a genre that we're really familiar with and really tuned into. And so it sounds great. If you're not familiar with that genre, I think you should start with uh, the Bruiser Brigade album, um, which is, uh, was it TV 64? TV 62. TV 62. You can play off the other guys and the kind of breath of fresh air within that. I I think anybody who, uh, who is a fan of, uh, Wu Tangery style rap can get something out of uh, TV 62. We want to thank everybody, even though we talk shit. We want to thank everybody <laughs> for chiming in uh, on our question of the week at Dad Bod Rap Pod. I post these things periodically. We appreciate people offering their opinions. We are also on Instagram at Dad Bod Rap Pod. We have a Patreon you might have heard about. Um, there's been a flurry. I'm going to say it. There's been a flurry, a run on our Patreon as of late, uh, coinciding with the release of Fly Sporadic 3, Nate's fake radio show. Um, curl up with your with your significant other or others, if you're Polly, and listen to uh, Nate's <laughs> revivalist soul two and a half hour mix. I'm like, all right, Nate. <laughs> gonna be some babies coming later later this year <laughs> love it uh you know it's funny it's been interesting hearing people be like um they too were kind of bored of rap in the middle of the 2000s and mm-hmm. kind of went to the mm-hmm. to the um the uh, the retro soul side of things um and it's so funny and it, it was kind of a focal point in the beginning of the mix but it's so fu- it's so great for me to hear how many people love the sharon jones lee fields duet stranded in your love like it's oh, just yeah. I, there's been so many great things like i've said this a million times on the show everyone who likes the visuals ep should be our like should fuck with us but yeah. like it's also and you might not know this because of what we talk about if you like that song you should fuck with us because i yeah. fucking love that song and i've loved it since <clears> the moment i heard it and it's just something that it, that's that's it up in here too. You know what I yes, mean? Yes. The multitudes of uh, of Nate LeBlanc, which get explored on the fly sporadic. Um, I was I'm gonna say it, Nate. I was a little jarred. I, I was expecting <laughs> more Kim Corner. I got something else, which is also dope. Um, so Nate is keeping us off balance. That is one of many perks that you could get as a Patreon subscriber for just five dollars a month. You support the program. And we give you all this flyness. Um, as another perk, again, if you want to hear our takes on records that we just couldn't get into, um, which is a little problematic for us to say on this program sometimes, as we don't want to offend uh, people that we like and have come on the program. But if you want to hear us offend them on the Patreon, subscribe now, dadbod rap or patreon.com slash dadbod rap pod. Uh, we do episodes every goddamn Thursday. Tap in, it's the dead by rap pod.
Tony Island Audio.